All right, what up, y'all? We're back. Uh, it's me, the Yeti, and as always, we got the Jew. It's Pixar. It didn't happen, motherfuckers. If you're listening, you already know where you're at. That's right, and we got fucking stories for you guys. We promised a couple weeks ago. Hold on, no, before we even get there. So, on the way to <laughs> the Yeti cave, um, I witnessed something that I didn't think I'd ever seen. And I live in a pretty fucking redneck area, so I thought I'd seen about the redneckiest. Uh, and we're on what would be a, a main highway, correct? Uh, I mean, yeah. Wasn't technically the interstate. No, like... You know, it's a decent-sized road. It's got, like, actual stoplights. But the interstate was a good yeah, two miles right from where the fuck we were, if that. Yeah. So we're driving past uh, the traffic light, and um, I glance up, and I see a, a, a truck. Of course, that's nothing new. I'm, like I said, fucking Redneckville. But what I see also is a dog perched on the toolbox slash fucking roof of a moving vehicle yeah uh, it was a nice looking dog too <laughs> it was i don't understand like how that dog didn't just like fall the fuck off yeah like why would you do that you, you've seen it you put your dog in the back of a van the son of a bitch can't stand up anymore he's wibbly and wobbly everywhere yeah it's it's a crazy kids, place out there just i pose the question if kids have to wear seatbelts, do dogs have to at least be in the fucking vehicle yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the, the seatbelts aren't quite designed to fit their body. But, I mean, at least put them inside the vehicle, for God's sake. Yeah, just a good bump, and I just imagine pups is going flying. Yeah, so... But that was just something I wanted to bring to our listeners who didn't get to see that gloriousness, and I just wanted to fucking share that for a second. But I cut the man off because I'm going to finish what he well, was saying. Well, we don't have a like a like an award for being the biggest idiot, but... If you know, we it did, it might not be a bad it. idea to start. You know, that'd be a pretty cool segment. Every week, we just pick the biggest, dumbest motherfucker we've seen all week. Well, don't say that out loud, because then we have to do it. So, we'll think about uh, it. We can do whatever fuck we want. We said, <laughs> on, we said on the beginning of this, we were going to have segments, and this shit was going to make sense, and yeah, it, it hasn't yet. No, but uh, anyway, we do have... Um, a plan. A plan, yeah. So, a couple weeks ago, we did a, a, a retrospective of... Just one of the greatest filmmakers, in, in in my opinion, Mr. Kevin Smith. He gets so much shit and hate, but I fucking I love his work. Yeah, but the the real meat of his work has become what we like to call cult classics, and has kind of become a bit untouchable. Yeah, it, I mean, he's definitely the the I think the pop world has caught up with his work. Finally, it only took a decade or two. Fucking a. But we also mentioned that. There are two movies in this man's filmography that I've only seen one of and he had only seen one of. And we're talking, of course, about Tusk and Red State. And I just want to say, unfortunately, I've now seen both of these films. Uh, Red State is, is yet to come to me, but that's the, the whole point of this uh, this episode. We just finished Tusk and I had seen Tusk before Paul had seen <sighs> Tusk. So I fucking knew what was coming. And I ask you, my Yeti friend. First impressions. I mean, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would, I guess. Like, I mean, it caught a lot of shit. Like, it's it's a f fucking weird movie. And I mean, t t tell our listeners who haven't heard this, spoiler alerts, what the fuck is Tusk about? Well, the general story is kind of um, this fucking crazy dude. 
um, has some obsession with um, his place in the world and man in the universe, and he just turns people into fucking walruses so he can fight them. But and, and we mean that literally, people. We, <laughs> literally, we, we they... don't mean like, yeah, man, yeah, he turns them into a walrus. No, he cut this motherfucker's legs off and he fused his arms. Like he sewed them up. To be like almost like flippers. And then he put him into a skin suit, as Some... it were, that had yeah. a big flipper at the end of it, like a human fucking walrus. And... The person who he did this to was Justin Long, who deserves credit for playing quite possibly the douchiest man with the douchiest oh mustache <laughs> in all of existence. Stash. Yeah, like it was like if we were supposed to feel bad for him, it, that I was didn't. really hard to do. It was it was he was a very he was a should I shut the fuck up? OK, you're good. He was a very unlikable main character. Yeah, he was not great. And what's funny is we're calling him unlikable. His job was what? Oh, what the fuck did he actually do? He was a podcaster. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. So I guess to speak ill of our brothers in microphones. Hey, I mean, we can't all be that big of douches. Oh, yeah, the greatest fucking part, the name of his fucking show. Oh, God. Since, Since he would be the one who went and seen these things and not his friend who was played amicably by Haley Joel Osment. A rather fluffy version. Well, I mean, you either see dead people or you see chicken wings. It's it's your call. I mean, I do like chicken wings. I think he's seen a lot of chicken wings. But either way... His still friend, a good actor, though. His, uh, yeah, yeah, his chops are still there. But, you know, his friend won't go with him. The Haley Joel Osment character won't go with Justin Long. He's not a name, flyer. Whose name is Wall- Wallace. So... Wallace goes and he sees all these fucked up weird things that they they joke about on their podcast. And they call it the Nazi party because his friend didn't go with him. So he didn't see it. Hence, Nazi. Now, the whole fucking through the whole movie, there's like four jokes where people are completely offended and and just completely stop listening to everything they say. Every time they try to say the name, somebody's like, spell it, spell it first. Yeah. um, We like fucking wordplay too and we did it with ours our name as well to an extent but we're Ish. not fucking causing outrage no i'm not trying by to mentioning have, our name i'm not going to try to have it like that because like i already had a few ideas and they were definitely shot down <laughs> but sometimes i have to be the voice of reason i'm glad someone fucking <laughs> is you're the one who fucking put me on air uh. so as we continue so wallace is going to canada and Kevin Smith has a weird relationship with Canada. He fucking loves that place. I mean, it's easy to shoot there, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, they probably love it. But uh, so we'll come there, Canada. Pay us. Well, I mean, the homie Noise wants us to come there, but yeah, man, hook that up, Noise. Your boy's a felon, so I'll come though. I can just watch from the Waffle House across the street. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> Any fucking way. So. The guy's looking for human oddities, and the story is they're looking for this kid who cut his fucking leg off with a, a sword, right? And he did it on the internet. And they're going to find this kid, and they're going to interview this kid, and Wallace goes to his house to make fun of him, and, and why, why can't he make fun of the kid? Well, because the, the kid killed himself. Now, and see, when I was watching, I was like, oh, man, when when, it, when everything first started happening, I was like, oh, shit, like, this guy just knows, and it's going to be some deep thing where he's like, 
in retribution for you making fun of this kid. And it was like, nope, he just wants to make him a walrus. Yeah, so yeah. You, <laughs> Fuck, you, I don't know. You came, you came to this expecting there was going to be some kind of a fucking like, yeah, redeeming that, human point, right? Yeah. No. Nope. Fuck no. As a matter of fact, in the entire one hour and 49 minutes? Yeah, that sounds about right. There's maybe three jokes. Yeah, and they're all in the first like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, and and I remember when 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 the jokes happened, I pointed them out to Paul and I said, "You will not laugh for the rest of this movie." At which point, I got very very sad, and I was correct. Uh, so we fast forward again back to where I, we were at. Uh, Wallace goes and he meets with Howard Howe. I have no fucking clue who the actor was that played this guy, but he deserves a "I'm the creepiest bastard ever" award. He kind of reminded me of Walt, though. Who? <laughs> fucking break, from Breaking Bad. Just uh, it, he just has that old guy face with the glasses, and you're just like, oh, it's just an old guy. But nope, that dude's a fucking creep. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty, pretty fucking creepy. Uh, he had that Midwest middle-aged man hair. He 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 tells he tells Wallace, you know, he he starts to regale him with his stories of the sea because that was the whole reason why Wallace came here. Since the the Kill Bill kid was dead, he has to have some kind of his material for his podcast. Right. And as a motherfucker who was literally scraped for the last fifteen minutes of thought time. It takes to put one of these fucking things out to come up with an idea of it. I understand what you need to do to get material, brother. I get it. Yeah, I mean, if he, he made the point, you know, I've already bought a ticket up here. I got to get something out of this. Yeah. Cannot be a wasted trip. That's one thing I will say we've learned on doing this is how to take that chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad. Yeah, you got to fucking think on the fly and make some shit up sometimes. Cause, so, so, anyway, they're conversing over tea. And so it's a pretty decent conversation. Wallace is enjoying the conversation. Howard Howe is enjoying the conversation. Oh, yeah. This would have been a... If it was real, he would have had some dope-ass stories for his, his podcast. Yeah, if it was real. But guess the fuck what? <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. Wallace's tea is drugged. Drugged, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. So now we've we've given you the easy kind of the premise. We've kind of walked you there. Through this, we figure out that... Howard Howe has had some had a pretty rough go of things. Yeah, a little rough. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how much of that shit he was made up in his stupid ass head. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Wallace wakes up from being drugged, and uh, there's a flashback. We won't go into the flashback. It's just him and his girlfriend talking before he leaves from Canada. And uh, it establishes how much of a douche this guy is. And he is such a fucking douche because this girl is so fucking hot. And she seems like a nice person, too. All right, fuck it. She's an actress. She's not real to me, so I can say she's well, so it, fucking hot. That's true. I guess, I don't know, PC culture, weigh in, and he'll tell you to fuck off. PC so. culture, weigh in on how much my nuts weigh. About 17%. Ew. <laughs> no. So I'll take I, I'll take about 666 grams. But we're, we're too far away. Anyway, in... The girlfriend tries to tell him, you know, stop making fun of people. You're better than this. And he tells her, you know, fuck you. Money, money, money. And I'm, it's funny. And it's funny. And, you know, it, it, it is it is funny. I mean, it was because, like, it was the dude's fault. He was fucking around with a sword. So after being drugged, he wakes up and he is very groggy. Very groggy. And... He's coming to and he's trying to figure out what's going on. And the man tells him his leg has been bitten by a brown recluse spider. Yeah, bitten within 
moments like easily it would have had to been he said it took about a half an hour so like you know got bit by a brown recluse and then had to have his leg amputated within an hour and i know i don't know if any of you guys have been bitten i'm assuming somebody out there you know somebody that has like it's not like it's bad but i don't think it's amputate your leg within you know 45 minutes no and of course and of course there was no fucking never was a spider he just wanted to cut his fucking leg off absolutely to immobilize him and so on and so forth and it's he he had to figure that out in his his haze now this is where things start to take a little turn like they haven't already so (laughs) we get another flashback of the night before with wallace's girlfriend and she's talking to I don't know. Somebody. We don't know who. You just see a hairy fucking arm yeah. caressing her face. And it's a hairy fucking arm. Could it be is. mistaken for a gorilla. Or a Yeti. Or a Yeti. Way to bring it full circle, bro. Yeah. So, anyway. And again, if you haven't seen this fucking movie, it's like five, six years old at this point. So, if you're crying spoilers, get the get, fuck, fuck over it. Fuck off, man. Get, get the on. fuck over it. But anyway... She, but you should go watch it if you haven't, though. She's telling she's telling this arm how much she can't live without him and how she needs him. And how and, much a douche. And how much of a douche Wallace is because whoever owns this arm has informed her of all the cheating Wallace does while he's on the road. Yeah. Now, they don't show us right away, but if you can't figure out who the hairy gorilla fucking arm belongs to, it's the partner. It's Haley Joel Osment. It's his friend. His friend is fucking his girlfriend while he's getting... Turned into a walrus. Yeah. Some of y'all got some shady ass friends too. Dick move, bro. That is rough. That's a that's a fucking Dick move. And it's I thought about it too, like all this was transpiring. I was like, how fucked up is that? Like his whole thing is like, I don't do planes, I'm not traveling. You get to set your homie's like schedule. You know when he's gonna be out of town. Oh, that's why he like, don't you do planes. Because he's porking his fucking girl. Yeah. I don't need. Uh, no, I ain't gonna fly. I'm gonna fuck your girlfriend while you go out and fuck a bunch of cheap sluts in Canada. Yeah, he was just like doing some snake, snake in the backyard type shit. So both of them's kind of a little slimy. So we get this montage of Howard Howe. Oh, oh wait, a minute. I, I, I jumped ahead of myself. We go back to the house and Wallace's phone is blowing up, and he has a very, very distinct ringtone that you would hear a mile the fuck Ugh. away. Fuck that rings home. It's it's pretty fucking irritating. And you'll hear it about <laughs> five or six times and you'll come to hate it afterward. And there'll be more reason why you don't feel bad for Wallace. Cause he has just, this dude just, he just keeps putting fucking Jenga pieces on the douchebag fucking tower. He really does. So anyway, he finds his phone and he makes a call to the girlfriend. And, and because he when he gets to the phone, she's hung up. And she's plugged her phone in now. And like most of us, when you plug your phone in, that bitch is on vibrate and you don't give a fuck about the rest of the world. They'll, if it's that important, they'll come over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that's exactly how it plays out. He calls the fucking phone. The phone goes off. She doesn't answer. She says, fuck it. Right. Right. Then he calls the friend and leaves another, the same tearful, oh my God, you got to help me kind of fucking message. He's all like, help me, help me. And they're like, so again there your buddy is plowing your hot latina girlfriend while you're being turned into a sea mammal jody done got your bitch jody done got your bitch that's a nice army reference (laughs) yeah right so again we 
come back to the the happy couple who are uh, canoodling in their cheating. Canoodling. And these motherfuckers sleep in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> that was he funny. got his head by her feet, her feet by his or his her head by his ass, and I'm like. Nobody does that. I mean, maybe he was sucking her toes. Nobody does that. That's fucking gross. I know people who do that part, but that's that's a, that's a whole other fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, we do, too. We And we don't <laughs> kink shame here, but feet people... He's not a foot guy. What the fuck? It, it's not his thing. Not my thing. If it's your thing, that's dope. If it's your thing, it's more feet for you. Flip-flop, if you ever listen to this, that's that's all on you, bro. The feet, for your, the feet are for you. Feet for flip-flop. Woo! Start a movement, y'all. Don't, don't, don't start a movement, especially not for fucking Flip-Flop the Clown. 2021, Flip-Flop the Clown. So. Not for president, though. The montage we get after that is Howard Howe turning turning Wallace to see. I can't help it. Every time I try to say the word Wallace, it comes out Walrus. Walrus. Because he's now a fucking walrus. Like, for real. He's a fucking walrus. The man's removed his tongue. He's cut his other leg off. He's like we said. He's sewn his arms. It's like a gruesome ass little mermaid with some fucking fin fingers. And he gave him tusks. And yeah, I think the one that really befuddled me is how did he get the the walrus whisker mustache? You know I, that part. I was wondering about that the whole time because like towards the end there, like it looked thin out and it wasn't this. I think I don't think it could naturally make that grow. I think it was just some sort of implants, and I think they fell out over time. He did. I will say this though, like upon. To be, he did a good job. Like that dude lived for. I mean, yeah, this man had extensive medical training. He had to have. Like, I mean, I couldn't fuse to get a fucking a frog and a goldfish or something. I made a frog with a turkey neck. <laughs> it didn't work for him either. It was the shit. Yeah, for three clocks. But this dude lived for years. Uh, spoilers and shit. <laughs> so, uh, as the film continues, uh, the the messages is finally received. Wallace's girlfriend and his and his and his buddy, the the, the cheaters, and they now no longer believe it's a joke, and they are now on their way to Canada to connect to uh, speak with the Canadian uh, authorities. The Mounties, the Mounties. Although the cop they talk to, okay, so I'm not gonna say the man's name first because it's it's a guest star, but I'm, I'm gonna say I will say it. So. This guy is known for disappearing into his roles and being pretty hard to, to recognize. Yeah. I'm going to say this was his hardest to recognize role. You have to look at his fucking eyes to recognize that this guy's Johnny fucking Depp. Like, yeah, you have to be paying attention. And he got a fat ass. He got a fat face. He got a big mustache. He got weird Canadian hair and a beret. And he didn't ride a moose or wear a red coat. No, because he's not a fucking Mountie. He well, said he's an uh, uh, a homicide detective. Well, I want to... A fucking Mountie <laughs> homicide detective. But in meeting with this, a. It, it, the two cheaters meet with this cop, Guy Lapointe, played by Johnny Depp. Uh, and he hears their story about how their friend says he's, his leg's been cut off. And he says it sounds very, very eerily similar to a serial killer that he's trying to catch. And he tells a story, again, we're not going to go through the whole fucking movie, I'm just kind of hitting cliff notes here, but he tells them the story of why and how he believes that this man is the serial killer and that he does, that he believes that Wallace is his next victim, his 24th victim. Right, yeah. And Which has no significance, so. No, no, no significance <laughs> whatsoever. It's just ever. a number. Whatever. But, 
So we get back to Wallace, and he's been made to do all kinds of wal- walrus things. He's had to fucking swim. He's had to eat a raw fish. Yeah. which This weird motherfucker who converted him leaned up against him and talked to him like he was his best friend because, yeah. in his head, he is. That to Oh, man, that to me, just like, that, that, I don't know if it's like disrespect, but just to like have him laying there. After all of those things that he'd done, like, motherfucker. Like, leaning up against him for support. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you need to get off. Oh, just, so, it we figure out that Howard Howe has made his own walrus suit. Yeah. And every year when he takes a new walrus victim, the month of keeping the walrus, he and the walrus fight against each other in walrus suits. It turns out he was Mr. Miyagi in that ass, and he was teaching you a thing or two, and you just need to be paying you attention. You didn't realize that he was teaching you, young grasshopper. Fucking walrus master, yeah. his fucking blubber so style. they have a you. walrus fight, and for those of you that don't know or haven't seen National Geographic, a walrus fight is when you just hit your opponent with your big fat head and chest. Well, it's kind of like sumo wrestling. It's kind of like sumo wrestling. Pushing around. And Howard Howe and Walrus have their wall have their their Walrus fight. It's hard to say his fucking name and then say the word Walrus. It's, it really is Wallace Walrus. Fu- it, that, yeah. Yeah. They have their sea mammal fight while, while, while Gila Point and the cheaters are searching for Walrus. Wallace, fuck! <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> I think that was the point. The reason why he named him that. I really think that was the reason why Kevin, Kevin Smith you sneaky named bastard. the character Wallace. So, so they're searching for Wallace through his GPS, and they, they eventually make it to the house. Uh, Wallace and Howard Howe have had their fight, and I'll let you finish. Howard Howe's a fucking cheater, isn't he? Yeah, that bitch, he saw that his opponent had the, the, the killer look in his eye. Like, he was he was actually, his fire was lit. He became a wal- He became a walrus. He, he, decided, he, he went full walrus. You know, n- n- never go full walrus. But he did, and he recognized that, and he said, well... If you're going to be actually like trying to fight, fuck this fair fight shit. I'm just going to be a man on two legs. You ain't got shit on me. And he stands up and rips out of the walrus suit. Yeah. Which was actually his downfall and demise. Yeah, it Because was. humans got exposed feet. Yeah, they do. And then he stabbed him in his little fucking belly. With his with tusks. His, with his tusks that he gave him. How about that, bitch? So Wallace knocks down Howard Howe and then fucking kills him with the tusks that he gave him. Now, this is when the the cheaters and Gila Point arrive on scene with guns. Yup. And Gila Point points at Wallace with this beautiful chromed-out shotgun. It was a chrome shot. beauty, this motherfucker. I don't know why it was chrome. And he raises the barrel, and the cheater-cunt girlfriend, and I'm going to call her that after this, because cheater-cunt girlfriend says, don't kill him, don't kill him. Yeah, like, what a bitch. Fuck. Mother... If this shit happens to me... I already promised him before we watched the movie. I said, hey, bro, if if whatever happens in this movie happened to you, I promise you, I'll kill you. Yeah, you mother- you motherfuckers out there, you find me, and for some reason, I'm fucking one of you bitches turned me into a walrus, and one of you other bitches find me... Shoot me. F- shoot me. So, the reason why we call her Cheater Cunt now is because Cheater Cunt convinces the cop not to fucking kill this poor battered murdered wal- walrus wallace yeah well and you know what some may say that may be his karmic retribution for being such a douchebag man but that man is a heavy fucking toll to pay so the movie ends with the cheater cunt girlfriend and the cheater boyfriend going and he was also his friend going to a zoo and yeah. when we get to the zoo she has a package wrapped up in paper 
And I mean, come on, people. You can tell it's a fucking fish. We're not dumb. We know it's we know it's a zoo. We know it's a fish. She goes in, and of course, they have kept this poor son of a bitch alive in a small enclosure. It was like a Carol Baskin fucking. You t- fucking bullshit there with shitty ass cages. He didn't even have a good life. His they could have at least pool, gave him his a pool good. Wasn't even the size of a kiddie pool. Yeah, they could have gave him some nice, comfortable surroundings. At least maybe some air conditioning and maybe a little pool that he could swim around in. Get a little privacy for his little fucking walrus fantasies and shit for the rest of his shitty life. But no. yeah, no, they left him alive, and and they come and visit every in year. pairs too. In pairs, you motherfucker. Fucker you. You cheated on me with this motherfucker. I got turned into a walrus. Why are you cheating on me with this motherfucker? And you're going to bring him here. You just got to hope his mind isn't intact and just like, well, fucking fish because I'm a walrus. Uh, I don't know. His eyes look like he knows what's they, up. Those eyes did say. Jo- Justin Long heard. actually does. Like, in, in all of this, Justin Long's performance is actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say this right now. If you didn't kill me, Every person that came into that walrus cage I'm bite the fuck out of them. would die. I would kill you. them brutally, and I would spell things in their blood, because I could remember human enough to write with my tusks. I'll fucking bite all of you bitches. I'd make them kill. I'd make them kill. The moral of this story, if your friend has ever turned into a walrus... You should kill them. You should fucking kill them. Because that's a shitty fucking existence. So, <laughs> that's about all you can really <laughs> say about Tusk. Oh, my God. It, Do you feel different have, after having watched it? I feel like I don't want to see walruses at a zoo ever. Ever again? No. So we're going to go get really high and go watch Red State. So we'll be back. Yeah, we're going to watch Red State. And that's all. We're going to go watch it and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. So give us a few minutes and uh, in like, I don't know, we're going to edit it. So it'll be like two seconds. So until then, uh, fucking hang tight and shit. Well, right. we're back. Holy shit. We had a little bit of a problem, though. Like, like seriously, we just spent three hours almost looking for Red State to stream anywhere. Yeah, you can't stream this movie. It doesn't exist. So Not on Amazon. Yeah, and the only way we can get it... Not on Netflix. ...is if you buy the hard copy from Amazon and the shipping is like three to six weeks. So we looked and we went and found another really bad Kevin Smith movie. And now this one, you know what? This was punishment for not being able to do what we said we were going to do because that's exactly what the fuck happened for that hour and 40 some odd minutes, one hour, 47 minutes. I clocked it. Oh, it felt like days. It's probably one of the worst movies I've ever watched. And the fact that Kevin Smith, Bruce Willis, Tracy Morgan, and Sean, Sean William Scott were all involved in this. You know, you'd really hope it would be a good movie. It was not. No. It was like somebody didn't give a fuck. Well, there this is this is famously the movie that Kevin Smith has said he would never work with Bruce Willis again because of this. And I mean, let's let's talk a little bit of why Bruce Willis's character sucked. Cuz I think okay, like okay, we talked about the cool things and the funny things about Tusk and the odd things about Tusk. Right, yeah. But the only thing I can talk about cop out is that it sucked. <laughs> so let's talk about why it sucked. Well, I mean, so first of all, I'm fucking thirsty. There was like a part that made me kind of chuckle in the first five minutes, and then it was like another forty-five minutes before anything that actually was like a funny moment happened. Like Tracy Morgan was trying so hard, and I wanted to laugh, but the overall tone of the movie, I was just like, oh my god. 
Bruce Willis's character was either angry or snarky. Yeah. So it didn't like there was no interplay. There wasn't any real character depth there. Everybody felt like they were made out of fucking wood. Right. And I mean, I guess that's kind of that 80s cop movie feel like, oh, he's a uh, badass cop. But that's even, not true. I enjoyed Lethal Weapon quite much. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. It was like he didn't feel like investing in building a whole new character for this film. He just sort of ha- took like the w- working frame of his classic characters like, eh, close enough. I'm not going to put any work into it, but like, yeah, I'm an angry cop. But you don't get the the other po- aspects and the little things that make you actually give a fuck about a character. And things with Tracy Morgan just seemed to go on and on and on. Yeah, like some of the jokes definitely should have ended before they ever got to around to ending. So it was just it was really it was it was tough to watch. Hour and forty seven minutes we put that we put in for you guys. We, we put it in. We, we got through it. Um, I mean, do you have anything good we can say about this film? No. Like anything? No. Uh... Oh, wait. You know what? There was one scene that I personally found quite humorous. And it was probably the only one of maybe two times in the film where I was like, okay, that seems pretty funny. And this scene was when the, it was the one with the the car that was tailing him and it was that little kid that whole bit oh you mean when Tracy Morgan punched a kid in the nuts <laughs> yes okay alright so that was kind of funny so uh, so part, it, in I, the I, entire I, one hour and 47 minutes I think I laughed twice yeah we got like two jokes for two hours so. uh, a, a return of Scarface from uh, How High boy his career fucking tanked yeah yeah. He was playing our big bad in this, and he was a baseball fan. And that's literally the depth of his character. It really was. There wasn't, he just really likes baseball. Like, he really, really, really likes baseball. So, I mean, we did it. We watched it. We don't recommend you do the same. You know what I can say about, it's funny. So, Tusk, the movie we were going to watch, Red State. Yeah. And this piece of shit, they all came out around the same time, 2010 and 2011. And I kind of understand why Hollywood told Kevin Smith he had to fuck off for a little while because, boy, what the fuck? Well, I know they were his passion projects and like. Uh, I I don't know. Cop Cop Out was, I I feel like Cop Out was a shot at trying to make multi-million dollars. Oh, yeah. I think that it was something that he was definitely trying to do. And he was like, I think. Before everything happened, he was probably a fan of Bruce Willis. I can't remember his stance pre this fucking movie. I mean, his stance now is he fucking hates him. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just, I know that he did these and then, I mean, maybe he was just running low on funds. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'll give them what they want. And I'm just going to fucking make movies about fucking stoner kids from Jersey. But that's what we do want, a stoner kids from Jersey. It is what we want. Every time you step out of your fucking box, it's not great. Except for, as I stated the last time we talked about Kevin Smith movies, Zack and Mary Mega Porn. I did enjoy that one. Uh, we are we are going to try to fucking watch Red State. I, I, I'm, I was flabbergasted. We might have to bite the bullet, order this bitch on Amazon, wait a month, and then be, when it comes in the mail after we forget completely about it, and be like, oh shit, we got to make that mo- fucking episode for these guys. Well, we had a lot more to talk about, but fucking, we ended up 
getting cut short because we didn't have red state. So I'm going to turn it over to you for a second. You just bought Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, haha. What's well, it like? I mean, I got it for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking old. He's a year uh, younger than me though, so I'm the real fucking old one. But now I'm a year older than I was, so I guess there's that. Um, so I can't really do an in-depth review because first of all, I bought it digital, which is not something that I would normally do. Um, especially with Final Fantasy, uh, I like to collect all the things in the packaging and all that shit. But I said, you know what? You can't find it anywhere unless I want to wait. And I didn't want to wait no more. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to play this game. And I got the digital version. Um, so the downside to that was I thought I was going to get to play this game right away. That doesn't exist anymore. Hold on. Let me cut you off real quick. There is no such thing as I get to play the game right away. Unless you fucking have it already pre-downloaded when you was asleep. There is no, I wake up and I'm ready to play anymore. Out of the box, gameplay does not fucking exist anymore. Well, it was incredibly frustrating because I had to download this damn thing. It took 80 minutes to download. Was it actually 80 minutes or was it longer? No, it, it was really right at 80 minutes. And like, because I have decent internet, but it's not like I have some crazy fast internet or anything like that. But So I wait all this time and I'm doing other shit. And I finally get to play this. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I get playing, and I'd already played the demo, so I was like, all right, let's just get through this first part here. You know, I've already done this uh, like a b billion times if you count the original. So rolling through there and finally get through the reactor and get to the end of that uh, whole part and get out of there. And I get to, like, I guess the start of the next chapter, and it says, Basically, it just said that I had to stop playing until it finished installing. So, 80 minutes to download. I think about 10 minutes or so to before I could start playing. And then I played the equivalent of what the demo was. And then it said I had to wait. So, I didn't actually start playing this until the next day after it finished doing whatever the fuck it was doing. Um, I will say the graphics of as expected and as everybody pretty well who has watched a single trailer for it they are amazing um things are really fluid i will say that my ps4 is the older version and that I, bitch is getting put to its test oh it gets real loud it didn't didn't really care for that but um uh the play the play style is really nice um the so far I'm digging the combat system. It's kind of distracting sometimes to remember, like, I need to heal and I need to try to use this ability or whatever. But, I mean, it's definitely more fast-paced than the, the old, and I know a lot of people are going to be drawn to that because that menu-based text-type system, most people aren't a fan of it, and it's a little too slow to keep anybody's attention nowadays. So I know you have to sort of find ways to evolve that uh, combat system. Have you had a chance to play around with the uh, ex the the feature that lets you potentially take it back to turn based, or is that not a thing? You can put it on like classic, and he'll they'll auto battle. And I did try that mode um, when I was playing the demo. the The thing I don't like about that is it turns the combat to like the easy, which I don't. I mean, I know you're not worried about the the overall hack and slash, but I mean that's your damage per second going, and. But I just don't like that it makes the combat easier just because I, I, I would wish that, would hope that it would, you know, open up more tactical options and style of play. Uh, but it turned down the combat and then you sort of just pick your actions, your uh, spells or whatever you're going to do. So I didn't play with that too much just because it turns down the difficulty. Um, 
Okay. Uh, the only and the thing I, I the materia I haven't got collected too many yet or a whole lot of gear that can hold too many of them. Um, I will say I'm not a fan of what I've seen with the summon materia, and that being you can't actually just set a summon and then summon it at will. It's more of a if a you know you're in a tough situation. The timer may come up for the thing, and then once it's charged, so it cast builds it. like a limit break, but not all the time. Right, like it might show up, like if you're fighting like a boss, and the timer might start going off, and then once it goes, you can do your thing. And it kind of summons; it doesn't do just like one attack and then go away. It's kind of the how they have them join you in battle for a little while, and they'll cast some stuff, and then if they reach a certain amount of time, then they'll cast the ultimate and go away or whatever. How's the uh, cutscene with it? Um, you know, it's kind of weird because I've only got them actually to trigger, uh, I've got Carbuncle to trigger once and I got, um, uh, what's the other one you get? Oh, Cactar. I got him to summon once and then I just got Ifrit and I actually have not got him to trigger yet. So like in battle, it's not like the game stops and they do the whole FMV and them coming in that sort of keeps going a little bit, so... Hmm. And that's one of the things that's as beautiful as the game is. It's kind of there's so much going on a lot of the times. It's hard to sort of pay attention to what all is going on. And if you have the camera angle wrong, you might not see it happen at all. You're just like, oh shit, I guess that happened. Hmm. Um, but overall, uh, I'm having a lot of fun playing it, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how much uh, they expand on this particular chunk of the game, and how much time I'm actually capable of putting into it. Uh, before I get tired of it or just beat it and done with it. You going to sign up for the sequels? Um, well, I guess the continuations? I think, I mean, so far I've enjoyed it, so I definitely, I would love to see that, you know, finished and see what happens, but I think it comes down to sort of how they decide to play it. Like, I don't want to see this. I know a lot of people are speculating three parts, but we haven't heard anything official about that. And I just think, if it gets to where they're trying to drag it out for like, you know, seven parts and it's all these individual games and then each one of those games has about, you know, five or six extra DLC episodes that they add on and all these different content things that they, they're going to build onto them as well as having the standard edition, the de deluxe edition, and then the soldier first class edition. Um, if it becomes too much of like they're just trying to milk me for being a fan and just not finishing their damn story i mean that's something you need to get fucking prepared for anyway because that's the way that's the name of the game I now mean, is I milk the fan it. if we what for you know if they want to break this into three maybe four parts i can accept that but if you're gonna just keep drawing this thing out and just breaking it down in these micro chunks and stretching it out and put like i don't want me to have to play like basically chocobo farmer um, for one whole freaking installment just so they can milk me on some kind of weird farming game. Which very well could happen. Listen, but, I did play the dart side game. That was actually kind of fun. But while you were playing Final Fantasy VII last night, I have a fucking Xbox, so I haven't got to play it yet. <laughs> I will. I fucking will. I feel like I joined the Russians. I've been Sony for so long, and this last console generation I bought an Xbox. I'm not saying I bought the wrong system, but I've missed out on some... some I've missed out on some console exclusives, but 
it's okay. I will rectify this eventually. But again, while he was playing fucking Final Fantasy VII last night, I was watching AEW Double or Nothing, which was the, it would be the year mark that AEW has officially been around. And as a fan of wrestling, going to give this one, I'll give, I'll give the pay-per-view a B plus. There were, there were a lot of enjoyable things, but there were some things that kept it away from an A grade. Uh, the, the casino ladder match, which everybody was pissed off because it was basically their equivalent, a lot of money in the bank. Uh, it was, it was really fucking good. Um, nine men, Darby Allen, uh, Luchasaurus, uh, fucking, I'm drawing a blank on all the names here. Darby Allen versus Colt Cabana versus Orange Cassidy versus Joey Janela versus Scorpio Sky versus Kip Sabian versus Frankie Kazarian versus Luchasaurus versus a mystery competitor. Now, we learned that the mystery competitor was none other than the fucking machine, Brian Cage. And uh, if you've been paying attention to AEW recently, you'd know that uh, Taz had been trying to record had been trying to recruit Darby Allen to be, you know, his protege. Taz wanted to be his manager and Darby kept saying no, he, he, he could do it on his own. So Taz went and found somebody better than Darby Allen, Brian fucking cage. Uh, he comes out and just destroys everybody. Like literally everybody in the match. He decimates everyone. He climbed, he climbed to the top of the ladder with orange Cassidy on his back. Uh, but that wasn't the finish, but that was, that was, that was a dope little spot. But Brian cage is the casino, uh, ladder match, uh, winner. And I guess now he holds a money in the bank type position. Uh, then we had um, next match was MJF versus Jungle Boy, and MJF is the best working heel in the business right now. This kid has a, a fucking great future ahead of him. He goes over uh, he goes over Jungle Boy with a uh, little cheap roll up. Uh, Cody versus Lance Archer. Now this match is getting a lot of shit because. Uh, everybody was pissed that Mike Tyson was involved because he'd been involved in a WWE thing. Everybody was pissed because they think the TNA or the TNT belt looks like shit. And everybody was pissed because Cody went over Lance Archer. Now I'm going to say, I get that the belt doesn't look that great. They, they, they themselves said it wasn't finished, but whatever. Uh, I don't care that Cody went over Archer because, the company's existed for a fucking year, and he hasn't given himself a title yet. Every booker books themselves to win at least once. And if you can't say that Cody Rhodes hasn't booked himself to lose to every fucking one, then you haven't been paying attention. But yeah, Cody goes, Cody goes over Archer. He is the new TNT champion. And I, I, I thought the match was good. Um, Penelope Ford versus Chris Statlander. I'm going to admit this. Smoked myself into oblivion and fell asleep through this one. Uh, so that's the Who Cares Piss Break match. Uh, Sean Spears comes out in a actual suit and uh, s- says that uh, Dustin Rhodes won't be appearing tonight. And then he swerves everybody when the music starts and everybody thinks, oh, Dustin's coming out. But he doesn't. It was Sean Spears making fun of him again. But then the music hits again and Brandy Rhodes comes out and she distracts Sean Spears when Dustin Rhodes comes out. This was a pretty decent match. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't that great. Dustin Rhodes goes over Sean Spears. Uh, I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel about uh, the former Ty Dillinger. Uh, He's being presented as a big star, and he doesn't have a big star feel. So I guess that's on him, or on them, and not on him. Uh, The next match was Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida. And uh, 
Hikaru Shida definitely touched my nerd soul because she came out in a red variation of, funny enough, you mentioned it, Final Fantasy VII, Tifa's new outfit. The skirt instead of the shorts. Yeah. Gloves, suspenders, nerd, nerd boner, I'll admit it. Uh, but she beats Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship, and I guess now finally people will stop complaining that the AEW Women's Champion isn't a woman. Well, no, they won't, because it's the internet, and they're just going to keep talking about it. I don't know. John Moxley goes over Brody Lee. This was this was okay. Uh, these two just beat the shit out of each other. Not a whole lot of uh, fancy moves or anything. Just a lot of hard hitting, hard smacking action. But it was it was it was a great, it was enjoyable. Now here we come to the final match of the night: the Inner Circle versus the Elite in the Stadium Stampede match. And what's that? Well, it was the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. You know the name of it because you know football. No, I don't. Fuck. Thanks for helping me there, fucker. Well, either way, it was in the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) It was in the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium, and they were in an empty arena match, essentially. But the the ring was in the middle of the stadium. Did they fill that bitch with sand and let loose tigers? No. Then fuck them. (laughs) That would be way doper if they did, though. So the inner circle comes out in full football gear. Now... I liked this gimmick. I thought it was fucking funny. It was them getting into the spirit of the thing. But this was like anything else that's been happening so far in in, in wrestling. This was a lot of uh, fuckery. Kind of like the, the the Firefly Funhouse match. Kind of like the, 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 the last ride, or the Boneyard match. Or, you know, the final deletion since Matt Hardy was involved in this. I'm not going to go all through what happened in this match because it was a fucking... It was almost a half an hour long. It was a long wrestling match. Like a long wrestling match. And it wasn't great, but it also wasn't the shit that everybody's saying that it is. So, the knocks... The, the the high points of the night were obviously the casino ladder match, obviously the uh, the debut of Brian Cage. That's 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 just got good shit written all over it. Uh, MJF and Jungle Boy was a respectable match. Uh, some of the the low points, Penelope Ford versus Chris Statlander sucked. It just sucked. Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose had a bit of a botch. It was a bit of a botch fest, but th- it. For what they had to work with, they put on a pretty damn good match. John Moxley versus Brody Lee. Uh, this this program isn't over, so I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. And uh, the 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 stampede, whatever the fuck, because the stadium stampede is hard to fucking say. The stadium stampede match, if you take it for what it is, like how Money in the Bank was and how every fucking thing else was, it was enjoyable. Was it fantastic? No. Well, as a casual fan that has not watched a full episode of any program in a long time with that kind of marketing i expect gladiators and fucking chariots or i better get some fucking bulls and somebody better be running it sounds like they failed on all fronts so from yeti, there was a horse a thumbs down there was a horse not good enough thumbs down from the yeti i spoke the yeti has spoken and i have fucking oh, spoken to and my head hurts from watching that shitty fucking movie so this is where we're gonna cut it people till next time I am the Jew. This is... I'm the fucking Yeti, and I still got shit to say, but ain't none of it important. So we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Oh, wait. I'm back because I forgot. You need to check out the show uh, the on the Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram. Pixar didn't happen. Official. Spotify. iTunes. Spotify. Spotify. Spotify.
iTunes, um, whatever platform you're listening to your podcasts on. We're on there. Listen to us now. You fucking know where to find us. So tell your friends. And then now we'll catch you all next week. Peace.